Okay, to all our fans out there, we really love you. So please, you, there is a listener support segment. You can support with as little as a dollar. Um, and please share our, our our links for the podcast. Also, if you know anyone who can sponsor us, please, please get in touch with anyone from the third world perspective. Yeah, hey, hey, come on. Hey, hey guys. guys! Hi guys, my name is Kalen. Hey, I'm Delmas. This is Pablo. This is Jabi. This is Kevin. Guys, welcome to the Third World Perspective. We are going to give you a Third World Perspective on all kind of sports. You name them. Beach, NBA, uh, NFL, beach, F1, uh, beach, F1 <laughs> football. You name them. All kinds of sports. Yes. Thank Arsenal. you. Ciao. Hey guys, welcome back to the Third World Perspective. Welcome back to another episode um, of Formula One. Um, the last episode we did was um, two races ago. Obviously, um, the Belgian GP and the Dutch GP are the, are the previous Grand Prix that we didn't cover. Um, we're doing Dutch GP. Obviously, the Belgian GP was the shortest um, Formula One race ever. My name is Pablo. I'm joined by Caleb. Welcome, guys, to uh, Formula One. On third world yeah man um yeah so i've missed you man uh, it's been a while since we've spoken it's been a while since we've done an episode are you yes yes i'm, I'm good i'm just uh recovering from events there's <laughs> 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 um, a lot of things going on in the sports world yeah obviously um we're trying to deliver different sports for you guys um obviously the f1 season at the moment it's it's catching um heat if i can translate it directly from swahili um yeah (laughs) yeah but um obviously the dutch gp is back on the formula one calendar this year after 36 years um obviously at circuits and boots um in northern Northern Holland in the Netherlands. Um, I think it was it was a regular circuit in Formula One from I think 1950 to 1980-85, and, and after that, obviously there have been Formula Two, Formula Three races um, at this circuit. But it's the first time in the six years that it has been on Formula One. Um, obviously, the, the the home advantage with Max Verstappen, um, it's understood that the Netherlands uh, the Netherlands fans love him a lot. Uh, Max was on pole on Saturday. Um, obviously, took pole on Saturday by just I think 0.038 seconds um, from Lewis. Um, although Max himself said that a double shift and obviously having no DRS cost him three tenths of a second which is just mad considering that uh red bull was so good um in, through the entire weekend um lewis was p2 and obviously pulled out a superb qualifying lap nearly three tenths quicker than bottas um bottas was p3 gasly was p was before um caleb's charles leclerc was p5 science p6 um qualified just um 0.01 um seconds of clark one um but obviously it was it was interesting but were you shocked um basically of, um, on how good red bull were during the weekend because they dominated this race from start to finish this grand prix especially during practice that car is super fast i was just surprised i think they've they've continued mm-hmm. to improve it 
it's getting better and better as the season goes on and then Max is also becoming calmer and calmer <laughs> yeah and yeah and the, the, and like we were speaking um a few a few races ago i think it was azerbaijan when we were speaking about max's temperament i think mm. at the moment he seems he seems more collected he seems more sure of himself um obviously um winning the past i think three races um two or three races has boosted his confidence a little bit and it's just it's it's different i've never seen this kind of of marks before this is a new side of him did you did you, did you see the fans on uh at netherlands yeah the so, fans the fans are crazy the fans are crazy um it's <laughs> obviously it's his race obviously after winning um at spa the previous weekend obviously the spa one um was very short due to um weather conditions but um max obviously um obviously was glad to get this win obviously um rest really well um i think i think the um this circuit is a, is a difficult one to overtake and i think that helped him a little bit although uh, mercedes just couldn't catch up although they tried to push him all the way and um obviously both mercedes is, or both mercedes finished on the podium both of them yes uh, both has, has shown is showing some improvements i don't know if it's something to do with yeah. this constant renewed <laughs> all of a sudden is becoming good <laughs> <laughs> yeah obviously obviously um the italian gp is underway in monza and um obviously Bottas qualified p1 in the sprint race today so we'll see we'll see how he does how he, how he does affairs on during this weekend but um did it come at, as a shock to you um the fact that mercedes actually announced this on the monday after after the race that Bottas will not be driving for them next year <laughs> Okay, I was shocked at the timing, but I, I I had a feeling that George Russell would go to Mercedes. I had a feeling they were not happy with Bottas. Bottas was becoming uh, inconsistent, and I don't think they 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 even last year they were not mm. doing strategies uh, to suit Bottas. All of their strategies were focused on uh, focused on Hamilton, and I think uh, now that he's getting older, they need someone younger to groom to take over. And Bottas is not that guy. <laughs> Pablo. Yeah, obviously um Russell Russell is considered a talent. I think he's considered in the same vein as Charles Leclerc, as Pierre Gasly, as Max Verstappen. And obviously um in the in the in the Belgian GP he finished second. Obviously there were um half points um awarded there. And um is is a driver that can go up from from here. And obviously um with the home ties that he has with Lewis, obviously they're, they're both British drivers. Um George is is a very good driver and I think he was he was being asked um obviously Mercedes confirmed that he'll drive for them next season he, he was asked if um there would be some sort of rivalry between him and Lewis obviously um it seems like at Mercedes they 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 usually like to give um, both drivers um opportunities to go out there and win and obviously Lewis says that he, he prefers that and he prefers the other driver winning not win, not winning while the other driver is clipped um in terms of wing in terms of limitation but i think i think i think it it will be helpful for for mercedes i think um bottas has has not finished some races this season um i think obviously 
it has been a difficult year for Mercedes. I think it will be more exciting for Mercedes um, as a team and for fans of Mercedes as well to have George Russell in that car because um, we can drive. And, we, and last season, I think the the Bahrain Grand Prix. Yeah, I think at this at this that he raced for them, he raced really well, and he was just yeah. unlucky not to finish second. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but okay. Yeah, go on. Yeah, Mercedes also made that decision. You remember there's a race where where Bottas caused collisions of almost five cars. Yeah. We were doing yeah, a, rookie, yeah, it, it was just, a rookie mistake. It was just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it seems it seems like Bottas wants to redeem himself before before the season ends. Obviously, um, finishing third this the um this past weekend actually helped him. To go past Lando Norris into the in the driver standing, um, but obviously the driver that was driver of the day um, in in the Netherlands was Checo, um, who is a favorite of Caleb. You know, Caleb Caleb really loves Checo. Checo started in the pit lane in this one, and um, obviously he started. Yeah, man, he started in the pit lane and he finished eighth. Obviously, um, immense. Man, I saw. I saw like he was. He was talking to his to his engineers and telling them, uh, passing drivers and telling them, okay, who's next? Um, <laughs> yeah, obviously he started in the. I think he was scheduled to, to start at P16, and um, he had he had to start in the pit lane because Red Bull opted to change the power unit in his car, which is I think his fourth unit this year. And obviously, it's a, you're only allowed to change um, the, the power unit three times. So. Um, that's why he started from the pit, man. But it was in, intense driving from him. He did really well. Yes, uh, and uh, he was. He, I think he had the most overtakes in a single race this season. He overtook ten people on his way mm. to PA. <laughs> he overtook ten times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it it drove it drove really well, man. And obviously, um, we know Checo can't drive. And obviously, winning winning his first GP this year, obviously there's some sort of confidence that comes with that. And obviously, the car is really good. Um, Red Bull have done a very a very good job, and it seems it seems like um, Red Bull um, deciding to take the the risk of changing the power unit actually was a good strategy because in the end it paid off. Because um, Checo was, was scheduled to start at P16. Who knows if um, he would have he would have finished the points at P16, but. Um, this 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 risk that they took actually helped them helped them a lot worked in their favor. Let me ask you, Pablo. Mm. Do you think uh, Red Bull are using Checo's car as a sort of research R and D? Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, in uh, for, Red, for Red Bull, it's different from Mercedes. Obviously, Mercedes is um, both drivers are really good. Both drivers um, can be. Um, driver one, but at Red Bull there's, there's a clear number one driver, and Checo at the moment is number two. So they can they can test out some things with Checo, and if those things work, they can they can switch it over to Max's. I think I think, I think so. Um, but also another driver that started in the pit was uh, was Latifi, and um, we're not sure if Latifi will drive with Williams next season, um, but Latifi. I think I think obviously Williams will need will need to <laughs> they'll either look to get some to get either a veteran driver or they either look to F2 to, to get someone. But um, they need someone. 
yeah, do we know who, who will drive for them next year? Albon. Yeah, Alex Albon. Alex Albon will be back in Formula 1 next season after missing out this year. Yes. Yeah, that, yeah that, that, that's exciting. Do you think Albon will be successful with with, with Williams? Obviously no. failed at uh, last year. He was a Red Bull and he, he didn't perform very well. I don't think he'll do any better. Maybe with that experience of being a catch from the Formula 1, maybe he'll come back, you know, try and do better. Yeah. Yeah, but obviously um Williams are, are are a team that are that are still rebuilding. I think a lot a lot can happen for them. The future is very optimistic for Williams fans. Obviously they're not they're not that many, especially outside outside the UK. But um I think I think I think I think anyone who, who follows them should be excited because um it seems it seems like as a team they're still finding their feet. Um obviously losing George Russell is a big hit um next yeah. season, but but they'll I think I think I think they can they can find a way to to be successful in Formula One next um, in the coming seasons. Um, uh, but yeah, Mercedes Mercedes are currently leading the constructor standings, man. And um, obviously, when we were speaking about the Bahrain GP, we had bold predictions. Uh, my bold prediction was that Max would win um, the drivers' championship this year. Um, we didn't predict for constructors, man. Do you think Mercedes can can actually um, hold off Red Bull because it seems it seems it's going to go all the way? I think uh, if Bottas can can uh, can can remain uh, consistent, then Mercedes will definitely win because I don't think uh, Checo's Checo's car is that good. He's a good driver, but his car this car is he's always out of service maybe they're changing something they're doing something it's spinning so i think it's more experimental so i think mercedes yeah. will win the constructors because of if if valtteri can they'll definitely win it yeah i think i think mercedes would actually take them winning the constructors um at this point over lewis winning um his eighth championship yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it's they yeah, won it uh, six times in a row, almost seven times in a row, Mercedes. They've won it. They've won it seven times in a row. If they win it this time, it'll be eight. They've won it since 2017, yeah. since 2013. That's domination. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. It, it's dominant, man. And obviously, um, one of the topics that came that obviously comes with every um Grand Prix weekend is. Um, environmental issues. I think. I think. I think. I think. If anyone watched the Belgian GP, um, it fans littered littered the truck and it was it was mud. And obviously, one of the reasons why um, this Dutch GP was was usually um, fought um, basically by by cons- by environmentalists by people who are basically into conserving the environment was um, there are sand dunes obviously close to Zandvoort. Um, they are basically um national treasures i think um so actually, uh, yeah go on it's actually i think it's actually built on some sort of a sand dune because they were just mm-hmm. taking sand diverting it to other areas you remember when it was being uh renovated i think two years ago mm, yeah it's on some yeah. sand dunes so, to some sand dunes 
Yeah, obviously they're trying to protect um, the environment and one of the concerns was that fans would basically litter the truck and they would basically pollute the environment. But it seems that I, um, during the Dutch GP, I think the organizers did really well. They came up with some sort of system where um, people, I think people, when you get into the truck, when you get onto the truck, you get like a token and um, that token actually allow, allow you you pay that token to get your first drink and then when you get when you try to when you get that second when you go for a second drink you go with that cup and they just they they refill it for you they give you another cup so without without littering and if if you, if you don't go with that with the first cup i think you pay one euro so it seems like um that that i think incentive really worked really well because there was no littering at all at the dutch gp which i think the, i think formula one will be keen enough um to look on these um in future races and try to apply it however they can because it's it we have seen we have seen seb um pick litter during I forget which race. I think Silverstone. I think we have seen we have seen we have seen um, environmentalists come against um, Formula One. Obviously, Formula One adds a lot to the carbon imprint. But um, trying to figure out how to conserve the environment and have a good race weekend is going to be key for Formula One in the future. Yeah, very true. Do you think uh, the the Dutch uh, GP was reintroduced because of Max? Yeah, obviously, or 100%, 100%. I think, I think, I think 80, I think 85% it was introduced yeah. because of Max. Obviously, Lewis, Lewis can race at Silverstone twice a year, like we saw last season. Um, he raced at Silverstone twice. Um, obviously, I think the 70th um race there, and obviously the British GP, and he has a home race, and some some drivers we know have a home race. You know, um, Charles has a home race. Um, the Italian GP, obviously, Giovinazzi has a home race, um, but Max yeah, Seb has a home race, you see. So, um, but I, th- I think I think the, the 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 Dutch fans, obviously, the, the Netherlands is a small country, but I think the Dutch fans have that big of an impact, and um, this is why um, actually this 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 um, race is is back on the Formula One calendar. Yeah. Yeah, did you see the, the way they turned out? It was full capacity, and then they had these smoke bombs. I remember. I think it was uh, uh, this guy for who races for Alpine. What is it? Esteban. Not not Esteban. Esteban. The uh, old Alonso. Alonso. I think you remember when he was coming in for his fight, his, the last lap, and he was yeah. like, "There is a." <laughs> There's vis- poor visibility because of the smoke bombs of the fans. It was yeah. orange everywhere. I could, I, yeah, yeah, trouble and seeing. That, and funny thing is, um, the Formula One actually asked the asked the fans not to light up players. Yeah. Because, <laughs> and, yeah, and I think I think it was a pre-agreed. It was agreed before the rest that there would be no flares, and yeah. they just came out of nowhere. And I think when when uh, when uh, when Nani took the checkered flag, what's his name, Max Verstappen. I think yeah. they just let go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, obviously the Netherlands was buzzing um, Sunday evening, and I think yeah. I think I think Tiesto was waving the checkered the checkered flag. I think so. Um, Tiesto, obviously, yeah, obviously, obviously, there's there, there's a lot of yeah, the Netherlands are fans, Martin Garrix and everything. Um, so the the party scene is, is usually big in the Netherlands. And obviously, I think this this set this set them up for a very big party on Sunday. 
<laughs> and those guys party. The other lads. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Obviously, obviously. Um. At the moment. Yeah. At the at the moment. I think the first. Uh, even races. Max has won five. Um. The French GP. The Styrian GP. The Austrian GP. Um. Obviously, the Belgian the other week and the Netherlands. Um. At the moment, it it seems it seems like. Um, obviously, uh, uh, um, during the last trap, the last lap, I think Lewis Lewis pitted to to get that fastest lap, and he got the one point. Obviously, um, um, did that 72nd lap in a in, in a nutshell, and um, it seems it seems at the moment like Masi- Lewis and Mercedes are trying to get points wherever they can because Max is just as dominant as ever. Obviously, trying to get Paul every single every single race. Um, do you guys, think? Do you think do you think Lewis has enough in him, man? Do you think there's 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 a there's a he still has some secrets, that, some tricks up his sleeve? Well, well, Lewis is Lewis, and uh, I think this is the first time I'm actually seeing him under pressure, like real legit pressure from another driver in a very long time. He's been extremely dominant. Uh, I think he has he still has his competitive edge, and it's only three points difference between him and Max Verstappen. So I think he can. He can, he can definitely win. Yeah, obviously Max has 224.5 points. Lewis 221.5 points, which is which is um as close as close tight as as tight knit as possible. Um obviously it's 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 going to be an, an interesting season. Obviously, um the races are starting to come up real fast, especially ha- after having um I think only two races in, in August. So it's it's yeah. going to be very interesting to see how how the how the season goes, and um, the Saudi Arabian GP is, is 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 on the calendar this year. I think that's the race that I'm I think most lo- I think looking forward to the most. Um, obviously it's a new circuit, and none of those none of these drivers have actually raced there, so that's going to be a race that I'm going to look out for um, as the season draws to a close. Yeah, dressing in the heat. <laughs> in the desert man it's different it's different but um obviously at the moment at the moment it's monza and at the moment obviously during the sprint race it's um i think Bottas is p1 and Lewis is p2 max is p3 um during the sprint race obviously the second sprint race um this season i think i'm um, in the 2022 season i think they'll they'll add more sprint races and we'll see that being incorporated in formula one but do you think do you think Mercedes can do really well in Monza? Obviously, they have a history of doing really well in Monza. Obviously, it's a it's a it's a it's a circuit that um, drivers like Lewis and and Bottas are used are accustomed to used to. Do you think Mercedes can actually get a very good dressing um, this weekend? Yeah, definitely. I think uh, they have uh, in qualifying they'll be P1 and P2. They'll be starting front row along with Max. Yeah. They can they can get uh Paul and then P2 uh, for the race on Sunday. I think they'll they'll do fantastic. But watch out for Leclerc and and Vettel. Yeah. Those really have been dominating in that track. Maybe not winning but they've been all top 3 almost every other race. So watch out for those two guys. Yeah, do you think one of them can get on the podium? I think Leclerc can. Let's mm-hmm. let's yeah. let's look and see for uh, the sprint qualifying. I think this sprint qualifying is going to be interesting. It's it's, <laughs> it's the fastest cars, so 
Max and Louis probably will end up with Paul and P2 or something close to that. Yeah. Yeah, obviously um for needs to make sure that he, that he qualifies top 4. Um I think obviously he qualified P5 um in the Dutch GP and he finished fifth. I think I think uh, obviously that the the maturity is coming with him. I think he's getting better and better. But if he just um goes ahead, obviously he's trying to do as much as he can with, with that car and we you know Ferrari are trying to to improve it, but it's yeah. still not <laughs> where they want to be. Yeah. So but I, I if <laughs> yeah, if you know, if if anyone knows Caleb, Caleb is a Ferrari fan and Caleb obviously two of his favorite tra- drivers he has just mentioned, Charles Leclerc and Sebastian Vettel. Um I think I think if Leclerc finish um qualifies at qualifies before he can actually get on the podium, but if he qualifies P5 it's going to be very difficult. Obviously, um Max is becoming a very good um defend um driver at defending. Obviously, Lewis we know he's is the best at defending. So it's going to be very difficult to actually get there unless something happens with somebody like a Bottas, somebody like a Pierre Gasly, somebody like um we've seen Carlos Sainz there as well but uh, obviously it's 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 techy but Leclerc can like can do well in Monza um but obviously we didn't mention that Bottas will be driving with Alfa Romeo in 2022 so there's that as well obviously he'll be staying in Formula 1 but another another driver that was driving for Alfa Romeo um this past weekend was Robert Kubica who was called up short notice um to drive after Kimi Raikkonen obviously I, obviously Kimi will be will be retiring he announced his retirement a few weeks ago Kimi contracted covid-19 and Alfa uh, Nini um Robert Kubica with Alfa Romeo um out qualified both horses and drove to P15 obviously he was not expected to do much um during this race but he had a decent race on Sunday man were you impressed by by him and the fact that he didn't have any rashes different from other drivers that get called up with short notice yeah, yeah i think it <laughs> i think uh, with his experience i was actually surprised yeah. like <laughs> i was him yeah obviously it's 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 very difficult to to actually call someone from retirement someone who has not been in a formula 1 car for over a year and um you actually tell him to drive and he drives that well um and finishes p15 which is it's obviously it's not in the points but it's no one usually expects someone to do that and nonetheless in an alfa romeo car we'll see how alfa romeo actually do with bottas there obviously bottas is one of the smartest drivers um in formula 1 we'll see if he can help them um basically do some tricks on that car we'll see if, if they can get any faster next season um but it's going to be very interesting um basically the moves that are happening in formula 1 at the moment uh, yeah let me ask you uh, are you sad to see Kimi Raikkonen retire like that guy is pure pure joy on the on the track with his comments yeah. and yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's it's a, it's a little bit sad but um obviously he's the third oldest driver after Fernando Alonso and and Lewis Hamilton and obviously he's, he's younger than Lewis but I would I would I would have I would have liked him to drive for at least one more year obviously um he has not his performances have declined over the years and obviously with with, with such with I think he's the oldest driver he's older than Alonso I think so Uh, I'm not sure if he's older than Alonso but he's definitely older than 
Lewis. I think he's 40. Wow, let me let me just let me just check quick. Yes. Um, yeah, man, Lewis. It, it seems yeah, he's 41. Kai, he's 41. I thought I thought he was younger than Lewis. Yeah, so no. so Lewis is the third youngest. Lewis is the third oldest, not Kimi. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> his nickname the Iceman that's mad Um, yeah it seems it seems he's older than Alonso as well because Alonso is I think 38 he's older than he's definitely older than Alonso yeah because if he's 41 he's definitely older so Lewis is yeah I I confused there so Lewis is um, the third oldest driver in Formula One. Yeah, Alonso. Alonso is forty. Alonso is forty. Um, Kimi Raikkonen is forty-one. But I, I would, I would, uh, I'm considering now that I know that he's forty-one. I would, I, I don't mind it, um, because yeah. I thought, I thought he was younger than Lewis. Yeah, that, that actually um, changed my perspective. But now that he's, I know that he's older, I don't mind it. Yeah. <clears throat> well, um, well, yeah, but um, yeah, yeah go on. I'd like to know your, your your thoughts on Lando Norris. That that guy this this year has really impressed me. His yeah, fourth, man. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Norris Norris fourth in the standings as well. <laughs> yeah, obviously, Norris Norris has 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 driven really well. Um, obviously, um, he, he has had an incredible season. No one actually had him um, basically all understanding um, halfway through the season, and I think I think the Dutch GP this was his first time uh, missing Q3 this year um, in qualifying. So it, it was his first time missing Q3, which is mad, man. And obviously he recovered to 10th from from 13th. Obviously he started P13. He recovered. He finished 10th. He finished in the points. And although it's it's just the one point, I think I think if any team, obviously McLaren would really want to keep him obviously um he's, he's driven really well for them this this season but if any other team that basically basically can offer a better car i think ferrari can um obviously ferrari had third in the in the constructors but i think if any team basically can offer a better car for him i think they would they would really they, they really need to consider lando because he has been phenomenal this year he has been he has been a shock driver no one i, I didn't expect him to drive this well to be honest yeah, it's only in two races where he hasn't finished uh, in the points. There's that, that yeah. DNF very because of Bottas, and mm-hmm. then in bed, this past race now, the other. Yeah, yeah, and and the Bottas one obviously not his fault, man. Bottas took it. <laughs> yeah, the, the British GP. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. But um, this has this has been a Formula One um, episode, um, obviously covering the Dutch GP. We previewed Monza a little bit. Um, obviously, you were joined by Pablo and Caleb. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Pablo Iconero. Um, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Third World Pod. You can follow the pod on Instagram at Three RD World Perspective. You can follow Caleb on Twitter at Text Finally, finally, Caleb is on Twitter. You can follow yes. him on Twitter at Text <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can follow him on Instagram at TechScarlet as well. Did I guess that right? Yes. Yeah, man. Um, this has been Formula One. Obviously, we have a listener support segment. You can support us with, a, with as little as a dollar. There's that as well if you're into that. Um, basically, um, shout us out. Um, share with your friends if you can. And um, we'll see you guys um, covering the Italian GP. 
Adios. How do you say how do you say goodbye in, in Italian? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> It's a Arivadashi. Oh, Arivadashi. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's Arivadashi. Yeah, ulikuwa njeezi. Arivadashi umse unaspell haji. I'm saying it's A-W-R-I-D-E-R-C-I. Arif- <laughs> 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 I think goodbye goodbye until yeah. we meet again. Hey. No. Yes. <laughs> so adios adios Miss Fanny. No. Yes. Uh, so-